Hey friends, welcome back to The Monday Mentor. I'm Tom Johnston and I'm doing something a little different today. I'm also going to share the audio of this on uh, the Way of the Master blog uh, that I do every week. So I'm doing it uh, in the video form as Monday Mentor and uh, uh, which is the thing I do uh, every other week with my great friend, Mike Perkinson, my, uh, my brother, uh, my uh, partner in crime uh, in the Praxis Center for Church Development. But also, I've been encouraged to share this on my podcast as well. So the audio will be uh, in the podcast. And uh, I was encouraged to do that because of the kind of the, the significance of what I think I'm sharing today. Uh, I'm going to share with you about uh, the cost of the kairos, the cost of the kairos. Now, that word kairos is one of the Greek words in the New Testament for time. And uh, chronos uh, being the other one, meaning regular time, kind of where you get the word uh, chronograph from, which is clock or, or a watch as a chronograph. So kairos is about... Uh, a, speci a specific uh, or specially appointed time, uh, a moment in time, a season. And it's interesting because in, in actually in the Hebraic mind, time kind of ran in epochs and it would roll up into one of these moments at the Greeks called Kairos. And, and it was when God was fulfilling some aspect of what he was doing and a chapter was kind of coming to completion and a new chapter beginning. And I have a, a real sense of urgency in my, my heart and in my mind of late. Uh, I, I've really been dealing with this sense of urgency since the beginning of the year. You know, I'm one of those guys who believes that God actually talks to us uh, still uh, through the word and by his Holy Spirit. And I actually still believe that, you know, or I believe that he still speaks to us, as the scripture says in in you know, a still small voice in our heart uh, that he speaks to us in dreams and visions. And as as many of you know, as a child, I I experienced all that stuff growing up in a in a uh, believing Presbyterian church, which uh, uh, you know didn't really didn't teach that stuff. And so I was kind of the outlier with uh, with those kind of experiences, and no one could help me uh, understand that. But I walked through that. Uh, whole realization when I got into a stream of the church that still actually believe that God reveals himself to us today. And so so in that, I, I believe God's been talking to me uh, and impressing on my heart a sense of urgency since last January. When he, when he told me um, specifically about our local church to prepare the church to come out of COVID land, and COVID land was the term that we used about uh, living in the mindset of the pandemic, uh, and not so much the pandemic itself, of course, which continues uh, in, in various uh, degrees throughout uh, our world today. And we need to continue to pray and continue to be wise about those things. But the Lord said, prepare, prepare uh, to bring the church out of COVID land. And so I understood that there was a moment coming, a kairos, and it's been building specifically in our environment for, for nine years. And now it's coming into the fullness of of a move of God and a move of God's spirit. So we're seeing wonderful things happen. Uh, salvation, healing, uh, inner healing, a lot of inner healing, uh, things that have been in people's hearts and lives for decades. 
and and also actually you know uh, release from demonic bondage and and so there's this this moment that we are experiencing in our local church but i also believe there's a moment for the church uh in general especially the church in the west the church in america that i think we're at a very unique moment and by that uh, i have a i have this uh, by, by that unique moment i mean an opportunity that there is an opportunity that's before us. And so the urgency I have isn't like, uh, we're all gonna die, or it's all coming to an end, or it's all gonna crash and burn. That's that's kind of not in my eschatology, my, my view of the future. Uh, and and so while, while things do collapse and do things do crash, it doesn't mean that the church does. The church can excel and can thrive in moments of, of discontinuity and upheaval like we're, we're going through. And so I believe that we're in this moment in time where, uh, in, at least in our generation, there is an opportunity for us to um, aggressively move forward into the mission and into the things of the kingdom. And so, uh, you know, I've been been talking about this i've been teaching this um both through my you know the blogs the podcast uh money mentor on sunday in the church to my leadership to other pastors that i coach and mentor i've been talking about this because uh, i do think it is something from the lord that we need to respond to you know scripture says call the lord while he's near and so that what that means is not that god's like ever far away but like there's times where he reveals himself and there's times where we're just in the place where we can see and know him and his moving and so that we can partner more easily with it and so in that as i've been thinking about this urgency um you know i uh, i i've been thinking about it praying about it reading about it in the scripture and and i have to tell you last night i i, I had a dream that i believe was from god and yep, I still believe that stuff happens. It's, you know that uh, young men see vision, old men dream dreams. So maybe I'm an old man, but I, I woke up with a song in my head, and it's a song from uh, a worship band called Iron Bell. It's called Sons and Daughters, and in the song, it says uh, the, the chorus is "I sought you." It's 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 a song where God is singing to His people. I sought you. You were lost. You were worth the cost. And so uh, that's, it's a great song that we sing about uh, God's heart for us and his willingness to pay the price in Christ for us. But in this dream I was having, the Lord changed the words. He said, I sought you. You were lost. You forgot the cost. And, and I said, you know, just in my own heart, my own mind, Lord, Lord, what I do. And he said, no, it's a little bigger than that. I want you to share about this. And we've forgotten the cost of discipleship, certainly. But what he began to show me is we've forgotten the cost of the Kairos, that there is a cost that has to be paid in the sense of urgent action when God is near and at hand and is moving. And so as I had this dream and as the Lord was singing this song in my head, um, I saw this picture of a dial. And, uh, you know, it was a dial and had two arrows pointing in opposite directions. And and I could see marks on the dial. And in it, there was this idea of, like, there is an expectation that God has that we're supposed to hit the mark, right? So missing the mark is what sin is, so we're supposed to hit the mark. 
And so what I saw is that as the one arrow moved towards hitting the mark, the other arrow was uh, representative of God's grace increasing, empowering us to hit the mark. And so what the Lord was, I feel the Lord was saying to me, and, you know, please feel free to test this according to the scripture or whatever, but is that as, as we press in to lay hold of uh, the thing for which Christ laid hold of us, as Paul says in Philippians, or as we, as we forcefully lay hold of the kingdom, which is forcefully advancing or forcefully breaking in, you know, as Jesus shared about John the Baptist and, and others in Matthew 11, that when we do that, when we press forward to hit that mark, God's grace comes in and empowers us to do it. So I say that to say this, that we have to move forward and be willing right now in the sense of urgent action to pay the price, to, to pay the cost that has to be paid for uh, laying hold of what God has for us in this moment. Now, there's a passage in Ephesians that the Lord led me to, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, Paul is speaking to the Ephesians church, telling them not to get caught up in the things of the world, not to do the stuff that the world does, but to come out of that. And so we're going to pick up the reading in verse 13. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So the whole idea is, is as we come awake, you know, the stuff of this world, the things in our lives that are not of God are revealed by his light. And then we start to walk in the light. We don't walk in the darkness anymore. So we have the light of Christ revealing to us the path. And I believe that's what he's he's talking to us about today is that God is shining his light for us to see the path to move forward. And he goes on to say this in verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Now, what does that mean? It means you know, don't, don't, don't miss it, but understand what God's up to so that you can respond to it. And then he says this, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish. In other words, don't waste this opportunity, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So what is the will of the Lord right now? You know, what is God's will for us in any given moment? Now, to the Ephesians, he's talking about their particular kairos. So what's really interesting is that in some of the other translations, this will say redeem the time uh, or redeeming the time for the days of evil. And that's kind of how I learned this scripture. And so that's what came to my heart. And I, I looked it up in the ESV, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And what's really interesting is, is the best use uh, literally means to buy back or to pay the price. So redeeming. Uh, so, so make, you know, pay the price to make the best use of the kairos. Literally, that's what it says in the Greek. It's this appointed time. So don't be foolish. Be wise. Understand what's going on around you. And be willing to pay the price. And, and you know... That might mean divesting yourself of, of things that are of this world that are sinful that you need to get out of your life. It could mean that there are mundane things that are just sucking time or sucking energy or sucking your, your resources, and they're just taking it out of the kingdom opportunity that's before you. So whatever it is, God wants us to pay the price for this and to be willing 
to understand that as we move to pay that price, his grace comes in behind us and empowers us to do what it is that God wants us to do. Now, <clears throat> I think that COVID has created a divine opportunity for the church. And, and by that, what do I mean? An opportunity for radical transformation, an opportunity to make significant change. The danger for us as human beings is we want that comfort. We want the steady state. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're looking for things to be smooth and controllable and understandable. And it, really, life is never that way, but that's what we want. And so as a church, a lot of people are trying to go back. They're trying to go back to what was. They're trying to uh, kind of recover where they were at. And, and for me, this is, God has called an audible at the line of scrimmage, and we need to change the place. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to change the place. We need to change how we're playing the game. In fact, it might even be a different game. So, so as we approach this kairos, we have to be willing to pay the price for us individually, for us as churches, to embrace the transformational work of God that he's doing. And that we can bust out of kind of the what's always been that by the way didn't work i mean if it was really about the money and the programs that the church is kind of addicted to in the united states uh america would be saved by now because we could we throw billions of dollars at this stuff every year to lose like a percentage of the population for christ every year so it doesn't work the sooner we admit that we can really press into god and say hey what's going on i mean <laughs> i'm teaching through james right now uh and uh, uh, for the church. And, you know, it says in James 1, count it all joy, you know, when you face these various trials. And basically what it is, is rejoice when the trial or the situation exposes who you really are. And so, so we can see where we're at. And COVID's done that. So COVID has showed us that, you know, all these things that we are propped up on as a church, as, as even as disciples, as believers, have been kicked out and, and like, we didn't know what to do. A lot of people didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to function. Churches didn't know how to operate. And it's because we're all built up on stuff that really wasn't Jesus. You know, it was sand. It wasn't rock from like Matthew 7. Jesus said, you build your house in rock by doing my words. And so we weren't always doing his stuff. We were doing the cultural stuff and, and it looks sort of like Jesus. But now we've got this opportunity where we've been revealed. The light has come. We, we can awake from the dead and really embrace this Kairos moment. Now, that's for us personally, it's for us as pastors, it's for entire congregations, that, you know what, man, just be aggressive, embrace the urgency, redeem the time, buy back the time, because look around, man, the days are evil. It's never been a worse time in this nation's history as what we're seeing right now. I mean, I, I, you know, I lived through the 60s and 70s and all the upheaval and everything that happened then, it's never been at this tenor, uh, you know, for 150 years at least. And so quite possibly, you know, arguably, this is the worst period of time in our history. And so it's a great opportunity for Jesus, but there's no going back. There's no way to get it all back in the bottle. We're moving forward. We're not trying to go back. We're not trying to reclaim the past. We're trying to redeem the time or to make the best use of the time because it's so evil out there. And it's a great opportunity. 
It's, it's a target-rich environment. And we need to get passionate about Jesus. We need to get passionate about the mission. You know, we need to we need to return to our passion for the body of Christ. You know, I always talk about devotion to Christ, his church and his mission. And so there's a lot of people that are, you know, still devoted to Christ, but they're they're not living that out in community. They they love their jammies, uh, you know, and watching church on TV. And and so they're they're not being church. They're they're caught up in in a comfort that's beyond the concern as as my son the Lord Tim McGinnon said. Uh, a number of months ago. And and so without that engagement with Christ and his church, you can't engage in mission. And we need to, we need to go back and embrace all of that as we bust out of COVID land, as we move forward in this Kairos moment, because as we press in, God's grace is going to come by, come behind us and support us and empower us by his Holy Spirit to do what he has for us to do. So I want to encourage you today to pray and evaluate and say, Lord, what is, what is the price? What is the cost of Kairos for me? What's the cost of Kairos that I might truly pay the price um, so that I can have everything, Lord, that you intend for me to have, that as a church, uh, that we can have everything you intend for us and that we can be everything you intend us to be and we can accomplish everything you intend for us to accomplish. So my prayer is, is that you will pay the price to redeem the time for this Kairos, because it's what God has for us in this moment, and we just need to embrace it. God bless. Have a great week.